This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. And I'm Adam sweating my balls off. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's getting hot in Milwaukee. Swampy. Hot. <laughs> hot. So hot, I saw a little orange man burst into flames. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> nice it's, all right you, it's all right if you're with a lady, but it sucks if you're in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam reference there. And, uh, yeah, so uh, this is episode 54 of Radio Free Galaxy. Uh, we're going to be talking about Star Wars episode, Star Wars the Bad Batch episode 6, decommissioned. We're going to talk about that later. We're also going to talk about season 8 of Supernatural. But uh, our first segment after our intro here, we're going to be talking about Murder Generation and our very own Trisha. And uh, Rich is also going to be on, and they're going to be talking about their new album, Strangerhood, that just dropped uh, last week on the 30th, mm-hmm. and uh, kicks ass, so... Hell yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for them talking about... They talked about some of the meaning behind some of the songs, and the writing process, and we also talked about what the fuck Rich has been doing to get buff because dude is buff fucking as fuck. Swole. Oh my god, dude! Can't man, even. He, he's ready to bench press the apocalypse, man. Right? Like, all right. So, Travis and I have known Rich forever. Yeah, like a very long time. Quarter of a century. And like, yeah. So in in ninth grade, I mean, everyone's shorter than me because I'm six foot three. But he was like, you know, a little shorter than average and. All right, dude, we met up. He uh, was part of our lunch lunch hour crew. And, uh, yeah, like, not a, not a huge guy, you know? Like, just not not slightly built, but not definitely not muscular. He's just, you know, wired. Yeah. Now, though, holy fuck, man. Like, what the hell? Somebody ought to check his ass for fucking his and, pee, you know? And, and <laughs> you can hear the story about it, because I, I, we already recorded that segment, and I talked to him about it, and you can find out some of the secrets to his success. Spoilers, it's self-motivation. <laughs> and doing work yeah that's that's usually what like do work son and uh yeah but anyway he looks like fucking riddick and he looks bad as fuck yep <laughs> dude i saw i saw the, some of the stills yeah. from that uh that web show yeah and jesus christ dude i was like fucking hey man dude uh, rich definitely needs to like 
dress up as Rob Helfer for fucking for Halloween, man. There you go. That would be yep. funny as so. hell. That would be dope because you know he's just fucking burly, dude. <laughs> like he's fucking. Short we're very metal, dude. we're very impressed by you. Yeah, 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 we're very impressed. We love, we love Rich, but dude, oh my god, dude, that's that's definitely inspiring. I mean, I don't want to get swole like that, but damn, makes me want to do work. Yes, absolutely, and uh, it's good. It's fucking really kick-ass fucking record, Strangerhood. So fucking check it out on Spotify and Bandcamp, and the vinyls will be out soon. And we're working, we're working. I'm working on them. To get a cassette out, so we'll see. Of course you are. Of course I am. And that would be awesome, because I would totally listen to it on a cassette and be more excited. I off- I offered to fund the whole operation if they can just put out a release, so we'll see. <laughs> That's a pretty good offer, so yeah, I don't see why apparently. they won't go for it. So, anyway, uh, Christine, what have you been fucking watching this week and fucking doing besides... Star Wars and fucking Supernatural. I know you've been preoccupied with Supernatural for like the last two days because you were like, oh shit, we're going to talk about episode or season eight fucking on Saturday and I'm on like episode 10. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I got a little behind because I recently fell in love with a pre-recorded VHS tapes and I have collected quite a well, few. Well, like TV recorded. Yes, TV yeah, recording TV to be recorded. more exact of from like the 80s I mean, and 90s yeah. and... Uh, just the other day, uh, you, me, and Adam were hanging out because uh, Adam decided to make us dinner. He uh, grilled some brats for us. Yeah. So I decided, Cause, oh, I mean, because you're awesome. Say, cause, well, because Travis did adult things and made adult decisions and availed himself of having a grill and a picnic table. Oh, yeah. And so we were, like, eating upstairs, and um, I had just came across a pretty, like, 30 tapes of pre-recorded television um, in my adventures in eBay, and I decided to watch uh, the uh, 1992 WrestleMania WWF eight, like WrestleMania. 8. Yeah, like I said, that completely backwards, whatever. But <laughs> I, I, I love WrestleMania. I love the WWF so much that I was like, oh hell yeah, we're gonna play this, and like no commercials. It was actually a really good recording, and then um. Because it was pay per view. Yeah. No commercials. Yeah. yeah, and then also uh, what was it? The other day I watched Live Aid. I had a actual 1985 recording of Live Aid, and yeah. uh, most of the Philadelphia was it in Philadelphia. It's mostly the f- the Philadelphia yeah, segment. I, there was Philadelphia, and then there was Wembley Field. I didn't have much of a uh, Wembley Field. I had all the uh, American stuff and all the MTV to go with it. Yeah, and the it was it was from MTV. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. So unlike the DVD uh, collection you just sold recently, I actually have the other little tidbits that are missing out of that. So I feel kind of proud about myself and my weird eclectic nature for VHS tapes. Besides Queen. I mean, because Queen was obviously yeah, the was, best act yes. at, at Live Aid. But you you have to discount Queen because that was one of the greatest performances of, in music yeah, of all of time. You know, and right. and when you learn the behind the scenes of what Freddie was going through at the time, and you know what was going on in his life, mm-hmm. and how he had to pull it together to do that show. Oh, that would have been. It's pretty amazing. But besides Queen, what do you think was your favorite act that you saw from Live Aid? Oh, geez, let me think about that, because I did have some David Bowie, because that part somehow stayed through. Um, well, Devin was in Power Station. Power Station was terrible <laughs> in there. Oh, my God. Um, Duran Duran was Duran, Oh, Duran Duran was fantastic on there. Um yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. But what they I'm... had to. They had to like. I think Duran Duran went on right after Queen. 
Yes, right? yes, they did. <laughs> how, how bad does that have to suck? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I as, mean as, like, as awesome as they were, it was just like, Queen just happened. <laughs> yeah, a 21 minutes of Queen, and you're trying to, like, you know, play catch up with that is just not going to happen. But, uh, well, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash with Young was actually pretty decent. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, because that was like a full reunion. And then who else? Um, there were a lot of Leonard reunions. Skinner. No, not the, Leonard Skinner. The, Led Zeppelin. I know you were digging the Who. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude, I. Uh, Roger well, Daltrey. Roger Daltrey is now like one of my heroes. Yeah. Like, cause I'm like I didn't listen to the Who that much. I mean, I know of them, but yeah. like I never studied. Uh, you know. You know the, the singer right. and i'm like who is that guy you know because like he you know it's like tapered back but he still had like some really aggressive moves and i was like i wanted to know more about him and then i found out i'm like wow this guy is like super super cool and like he had a pretty long um run time if i believe the who of course yeah, yeah I mean, they had a yeah, long they, run time they're gonna let the who play for a while of course <laughs> no, it, but- it took a lot to get them together again so yeah and Led Zeppelin was pretty kick-ass. Led Zeppelin was yeah. great. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, like, especially, like, at the end where they do, like, you know, we are the children. Like, that whole, <laughs> like, that's where it came from. That's where the original, you know, basis for that song was. And yeah. it was just cool to see everyone, like, hugging each other that you would normally not see. Right. Like, do all that. Plus all the really fun commercials and stuff. So that that's kind of what I've been uh, fiddling with. Yeah. What do you think the allure is for you of just getting into... Because, like, I've been into VHS, and you really weren't into it. You were just kind of like, eh, that's your thing. I mean, you thought it was cool, but it wasn't, like, a thing that you were actively um, pursuing as a hobby. No, not at right and, now. And so, and so, like, what was it that got you into it just recently, especially with, like, the TV recorded tapes? Okay, so it's not that I'm not interested in it, is that I grew up with uh, VCRs and VHS tapes, and it was so commonplace that when the newer styles and plus streaming came out, like, I just had no use for it. But then you came across a bunch of John Denver records recently in your um, research, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And one time we went to the store that he got these records from, and there was a bunch of John Denver VHS tapes. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. I'm going to get them. And in all these pre-recordings, there was a 1984 Olympics recording in it. And for whatever reason, I decided to play that one. And it brought back so many memories that like I was like wow I need to have this feeling I need to explore more of this and like all those muscle memories started coming back with it and like I just I fell in love with the media again well it's like the accidental wonder of what tv used to be yes you know what I mean where like it you you didn't quite know what you were going to get when you flipped the next channel you know, it's kind of like a time capsule yeah. and it's really interesting, especially like the stuff that I usually pick has more like the 80s cartoons, WrestleMania, yeah. Live Aid or some like weird movies that I'm just like hoping were live tapings because the commercials, there's a Fig Newton one about Cherry Noons being awesome. And there's a bunch of ladies dancing with this dude. And it's so fantastic because yeah. it's so I mean, maybe we're just all used to it. But just to see that again, you know, 30, what, 36 years ago. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's been fun. Adam, have you had any time to do anything besides Supernatural and uh, Star Wars lately? Uh, Not really. That's kind of funny because, like, all right, two, three weeks ago, Travis was like, hey, we're just going to do blah, 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 and do Supernatural. And I was like, I hadn't watched 
season eight, which we're going to talk about tonight, yeah. I, I was like maybe like a third of the way through it. Um, I don't have a whole hell of a lot of free, like I have a lot of free time, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I, I got too many interests to really do any one thing. Well, yeah. work has kind of slowed down. Now, keep in mind, I'm not like watching TV while I work. That's, can't do that. Right. Um, every now and then, I'm, I, if I'm watching YouTube, I'm watching like somebody's tech analysis or something. I'm not even watching anything good on YouTube. It's just like, oh, hey, I got to check this thing out, see how this dude fixes this thing. Right. So most of the time after I get done working, I don't want to, I just don't want to do anything. I usually just vegetate and stare at my phone and <laughs> either listen to music or something, or I go for a walk or go drive around in my car. Um, but it's, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to make an effort. And then, of course, you know, we haven't talked about the Supernatural in a while. Yeah. So this last two weeks, I'm, I'm, Christine, get your ass in gear and get to season I'm 13 sorry. already. <laughs> I'm so trying. Like, so in the last, like, two weeks, I've watched, like, four and a half seasons of uh, Supernatural and which we've just had it because she hasn't seen it yet. Ah! We've had so we've had an influx of so many VHS tapes between all of the movies that I buy that I want to watch and all of the TV recorded tapes that she buys that she wants to watch. We finally had to get a third. Well, we have three VCRs hooked up right now. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> to, oh my god! To three different TVs and so. a beta recorder and yeah. God, what else do we got? Yeah, all of it. We, we got, got all, all the all analog this. shit. So <laughs> that's what we've been up to. That's what I, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. I should go raid. I should go raid my dad's house and see like what Betamax tapes he has because he he still probably has them. I know he's got a sh- a slew of VHSs, but I don't really yeah. want to go over by his house. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Considering I, it's like I'm, I'm sure he'd be fine with it uh-huh. if we were on talking terms, but I mean, he's dear dad. I don't know. I just yeah. <laughs> dear dad, would you mind if I went into your house <laughs> and took all of your mean... analog media? <laughs> Sorry, it wouldn't Adam. Even be that. It'd be like, it'd be like, hey, hey uh, let's say, what? Where'd you say Dad's keys were? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I was just curious, in case you know, Merck needs them. In case yeah. she loses her set. No, they're over there. Okay, thanks. Creep, creep. creep. <laughs> yeah. Go borrow one of my siblings' cars so nobody thinks anything weirds up while they're in this house while my dad's uh, uh, currently away, as he likes to say, he's uh, you know uh, taking a trip. Yeah, hiatus, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, he's out. He's out of the country, right? <laughs> uh, out of the county, at least. That county. I. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I could probably go avail myself of a, of a lot of content. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a bunch of like really crappy '70s porn for all I know, but. But, that, wow, but wow. that's more fun than the like really bad Three Stooges movie I found on beta. That's yeah. terrible. No, the worst thing I think that my dad had on any any VHS cassette is it's all recorded snippets from like nudity scenes in movies and whatnot. And yeah, with the he edited co- he edited together a the tape best of, of of creepy like nude movie scenes. Like like from normal rated R movies, not yeah, even like yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the name of the the cassette is Beto's Best Rated XXX. 
So oh. anybody who knows me, who's familiar, like, um, hey, Pam, sorry if I'm embarrassing you, but that's that's Dude, that's happy Humberto for you. There's a lot of people <laughs> that pay a lot of money to probably get their hands on that VHS yeah. tape. So, so what you're saying is, is I should go ahead and go confiscate that, bring it over by your house, and we should start kicking out bootlegs. Only if you like money. <laughs> I mean, I like money and all. I feel a little guilty. I think we'd have to kick, make you know make some kickbacks. You know, put some money in my dad's canteen for him anonymously sure we, yeah. can, we can do that we can purchase him a sweatshirt or a pair of sweatpants so here's an offer you cannot refuse <laughs> i mean would Beta he, be, would he, would he be allowed to like tie-dye in like his his cell like sink like no no 100 uh, percent not no oh, that, that sucks i think i think that would make him feel a lot better you know yeah. i mean yeah. I, 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 yeah well no sorry dad <laughs> no, no tie nope. dying, buddy. Nope. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Gotta wear the official Mm-mm. colors, huh? Yeah. Yep. And especially because yeah. you would probably be doing that to sell to other inmates, and they call that what, Christine? Uh, you got busted for this. I did. It's called enterprising, enterprising. And that is a big no no in prison. Yeah. Even though everybody does it. Everybody, everybody does, does it. it, but once in a while they gotta put the smack down on you for well, that was the best one, trying to make so. some money in a joint the best one in my hallway so that's what happens oh well so yeah so that's otherwise not just been basically you know normal stuff uh bad batch uh supernatural actually i did start watching season three of narcos because i rather enjoy that series on netflix okay how's it how's it going how's it going uh they're working on the um the kali cartel that replaced pablo escobar okay yeah cool so, I've been meaning Pedro to start Pascal's watching that show for a long time and yeah. just never got to it. It looks dope as fuck. There's so many Pedro, things we need to catch Pedro up on. Pascal is in season one and season three. Um, I nice. forgot what his name is, but the guy who plays... Um, shoot, I can't remember his name. He's in Rogue One. Diego Luna, he's in season two. Okay. Yeah, so. Diego Luna, nice. Yeah, and then Skeet McNally, who's actually a pretty good actor. McNary. Skeet McNary. McNary. Thank you. You're welcome. He's in, he's in season two as well. Nice. I like that dude. Yeah. He's yeah. in a lot of shit. Yeah, he's uh he's a DEA agent. He's pretty good. Cool. have to check that out whenever I get a new set of eyes to watch other stuff. <laughs> oh, so cybernetics <laughs> no, or No, I'm talking like side eyes or like back of the head eyes. Side eyes? I'm already, we're already doing three <laughs> fucking VCRs in one fucking I know, house, I know. You know, so anyway. Yeah, so that's what we've been doing this week. So let's take a break. We'll be back. I'll exchange you two fucks for Rich and Atricia. And then we'll talk to them for about a half an hour. And then I'll exchange them back to you two fucks. Oh, joy. And we'll talk about some Star Wars. And then we'll end on some meandering supernatural talks. Yay. Let's take a break and we'll be back right after this. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. Welcome back to the show, and I have exchanged Adam and Christine for a Trisha and a Rich. 
Welcome to the show, <laughs> two-thirds of Murder Generation. What's up, guys? Right hey, how's it going? Who are we What's missing? Up? We're yeah, missing yeah, Tom, yeah. right? Yeah, we're missing Tom. And, uh, hmm. I, you know, I'm currently, like, like I'm a co-host of the podcast, but I'm kind of, like, on a hiatus because, you know, busy. You've been busy, doing some busy. shit. You've been busy doing busy. some shit. You got a new dog. You got a new dog that only allows you to sleep, like, two hours at a fucking time. You know? You got two bands going, you got yeah. work, you know, and uh, other things that life throws at us, so, you know, you gotta I just gotta fucking... say, the thing, though, that's really interfering with everything the most is work. Yeah. <laughs> right, Rich? Well, right. Uh, yeah, I have no sympathy for you in that regard, sorry. No, no, Rich works, Rich works way more, but I also actually have a side gig, so I do my regular gig, and then I got, I mean, so I work... More and I, I just finally started getting some time, more time off, but it's got to accumulate. So I don't like have, a, I haven't had a lot of time off. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. but I also got a, I also got a side gig, that I do like at nights when I get home from my regular job. So it's like I don't work 50, 60 hours like Rich does, but yeah. I'm still like kind of, you know, two bands burning the candle at both ends. And then I decided to mm-hmm. get a puppy. <laughs> Let's get a puppy. And the puppy has a name now. You want to introduce uh, Luna to the podcasting world? Yeah, so I got a I got a rescue puppy. She was 12 weeks old. I just adopted her last Thursday. Uh, she is a Border Collie Australian cattle dog, or also known as a Blue Healer mix. Um, and she's fan-fucking-tastic, and I already love her, so there's that. So, you know. She's fucking adorable, yeah. and she's yeah, picture-perfect, so... Yeah. She's really she's awesome. She helped me do yoga. That was nice. She did. She jumped yeah. on his chest while he was doing yoga. Yeah. So on the ground. Super helpful. For randomly. Yeah. yeah. She helpful. licked her face a lot. <laughs> puppy yoga. Yeah, she's I'm awesome. Gonna, you know what? I'm going to hire her out. I should while she's still a puppy. Puppy yoga. Here's Luna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of goat yoga, do puppy yoga. Absolutely. And then you and your friends can get together for like puppy dates play dates and then you can get some fucking yuppie assholes to pay fucking fifty dollars an hour to have puppies jump all over them (laughs) anyways anyways we are actually here to talk about your guys's new album strangerhood it just uh dropped last week on the 31st right yep and uh still this week kind of like a sunday yeah yeah on the 30th yep so, do you guys consider Sunday the beginning of the week or the end of the week? Beginning. Totally? I just don't do it. The, the, it I, Monday oh. is just ingrained in me as the beginning of the week. Right. See, son, I know Sunday is ingrained to me as the beginning of the week um, because I do payroll at work, and our payroll period is Monday through Sunday. Is yeah. on Monday. And to me, it's just it's for the last three years almost four years it's felt very weird to do that like because and that's how i know that i consider sunday the beginning of the week because i have a hard time thinking about monday being the beginning of the week right on yeah. we solved that one no yeah, there we go that, that's how i know that's how i, I know what i know so. speaking of sundays and mondays you got a cover of i don't like mondays on uh the new album where did the inspiration to do the cover come from rich that is 100 percent tom who tom. Is the, the one who's not with us right now yeah um he 
he mentioned wanting to do a cover of that. Mm-hmm. And I immediately started laughing. I'm like, holy crap. All right, how the hell are we going to figure this one out? <clears throat> so we spent one day kind of talking about it. And uh, all it took was for him just to go down, down, down. It's like, I want that really aggressive. I'm like, got it, no problem. So I went home and started arranging. No, it, it, he also did the whole, uh, like, he was like, I think the, the chorus should be, like, call and response. Oh, yeah, yeah right, right. Tell me why I don't like money. Tell me why I don't like money. Yep. Tell me why I don't. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of, like, just, like, he just, like, spouted that off. And then it was, yep. like, yeah. And then we're like, oh, okay. So I just had to change the, uh, swap it out to a minor, like you do. All the usual stuff, and then uh, just make it as fast as we could make it. Well, and also, like, the theme of the song, like, totally fits the theme of the album, right? Right. The album and the, the band in general, yeah. um, which is pretty much what made him think about it, because, like, on the first album, we have Ambassador. Right. And this is kind of, like, the ambassador of the second album, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Mm, just because of the yeah. whole uh, Brenda Spencer thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and for the those Ambassador who know. and the, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we got to throw one of those on there. We're murder generation. We're supposed to do that, right? I think that's what's expected now. <laughs> At yeah. some point. Yeah. Absolutely. So. so when did you start? Did you start writing this album, Rich, as just songs? Or did you have like an inspiration overall for the album? Because I know you started writing it like what? at the Like around the beginning of the pandemic? Or was it more closely um, to like the unrest? That, that was a... Well, it was actually before both when everything kind of started. Um, There wasn't, like, a cohesive album idea to begin with. Yeah. Right. We just happened to think about things that have a theme. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually, actually, first, before we go there, there's actually, like, two songs, three songs that were actually written while we, at at the time that we did the first album. Okay. Yeah. um, That uh, we weren't, because, like, you know, Rich is a very prolific songwriter. He can just, like you know, throw down, yeah. like, on songs. Like, he gets inspired, and he writes a bunch of shit, and then mm-hmm. we go from there. Um, and, but there, like, I think, like, though, the 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 main thing of this album was uh, Rich and I used to get bored at work. Rich no longer gets bored at work, but he used to get bored at work. <laughs> yeah. And we were, uh, we were actually talking about, I think, um, anti-vaxxers, where I was like, I couldn't stand it. It was before the pandemic, yeah. And uh, that's like, I think A New Plague is actually what set this whole album off because we like, we wrote that song, we performed it before yeah. this even happened mm-hmm. um, live or whatever. And uh, it was just kind of like, we were just like, just shooting shit back to each other and like wrote this whole song via text, right? I mean, kind of that's yep. how it went. <laughs> yeah, I was, like... sitting, I was sitting having coffee before work and... Uh... You had mentioned, like, the anti-vaxxer thing, and then I'm like, yeah, I was reading a bunch about it. And, yeah, we just started, like, just throwing fucking phrases like, at each other. Yeah, and then and I'm just, it got all put together, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, one, like, an hour, maybe. Yeah. Like, we just threw that like, whole fucker very, together quick. That one was, that one was cool, because it was, like, super fluid. Yeah. It was just, like, we were both, like, in that moment, completely on the same page. Yeah. Um, but then after that... Rich kind of like, kind of took over. <laughs> kind of took over this, and just went album. from there. Yeah. Yeah, and then a, a lot of it then ended up becoming things that were uh, that were currently going on at the time, or yeah, like I think the for me, the, if I could sum it up in a phrase, what 
the one thing that inspired probably half of this was once the expressions of uh, alternative facts yeah. and post-truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Like, that's, that's what really pushed me to start writing. I'm like, I have a lot to say about this bullshit. Yeah. So I kind of went off. It's it's so 1984. It's so newspeak, right? Uh, it's just like painfully. It's like double good, right? Right. <laughs> but it's like they don't even make an effort. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. You've got to dumb it down to its base possible level, you know, and then double that, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, how can I not write? If you're an artist, like, and you see this happening around you, and you notice it, you're cognizant of it. Like, how can you not write about it or paint about it or like, my God. Do you all see this? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Are, are you? Yeah. Do you see the way they're making us speak and think? <laughs> Come on. You know, and I think I think a, a lot of that too is like, um, especially. I mean, like Rich and I, I think get a little frustrated where it's like, I think both him and I agree that like punk music should be something that like, you know, says something about the world that you live in and all of the things that, like, you are just, like, morally against or logically against yeah. or, you know, like, whatever, or, like, things that you believe in and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, I hate using subgenres, but, you know, punk has so many offshoots yeah. that, you know, and it's weird because, like, you know, mostly around here, it's, like, a lot of street punk, pop punk, drunk punk, right. like, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's just always about, like, um, that fucking girl that dumped you or, like, you yeah. know, right. about drinking or right. it's about, you know, like, I just feel like everybody's just, like, internalizes everything and makes it about themselves. And I'm like, man, but this is the world we live in, dude. We live in this world where yeah. there's all this fucked up shit and people listen to our music and, like, we should be, like be you know a product of change like right. why you know we should be addressing these things in our music and it, it's it gets a little frustrating because not everybody i guess maybe maybe you don't want to hear that because you live it right mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know to, to, me, to <laughs> like, me i like that grown rich i like that grown right grown. to me when i say <laughs> when i say something is punk rock to me that has a meaning so like when to me punk rock in the phrase that this thing is punk rock is it's the music of opposition you know no matter what style you want to do it in you know and even if you're a filmmaker you can be a punk rock filmmaker like i think fucking spike lee is still a punk rock filmmaker you know because he's making the music of opposition he's doing it in a visual medium you know what i mean but, like, he's trying to get you to fucking think outside the fucking box, make people aware to things that are going on. And that's, to me, what punk rock should always be. And you can do it in many different styles and many different ways and, you know, all over the world. And, you know, but I don't know. Right yeah. on. No, I mean, and that and that's valid. I mean, you know, obviously everybody has, like, you know, what their their opinions are. But, you know, we, we're, we're just kind of, a, I think, more the the collective mindset of like we're doing this to get like a point across right and that's i mean that's really it right you know Mm -hmm. you know and we're like mad about shit and you got the style of music that is like i mean what better way to express yourself than like punk and be like fucking mad like and we're just gonna throw it out in two minutes and say a bunch of shit 
Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a couple songs in this album though that are outside of your guys's comfort limit, man. You got one oh. over, you got one over three, and one damn near three. <laughs> which, I mean, wait, which one? Which one is over three? Suicide Socialite. Yeah. Oh yeah, cause there's, cause it's a little slow. I mean, yeah. this is like it, your fucking like, Inagata Devita, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we've actually. Uh, called it that uh, at least once or twice. <laughs> or at least I know Trisha has. <laughs> Trisha's like, does this song ever fucking end, Rich? Jesus this is Christ. A, well, we were going to make it its own record, but we did the whole 2112 thing. Or like... It was going to be a B-side, and it could take up the, yeah. It was yeah. going to be the whole second side of the record. It was our metal, more or less. Yeah. So Travis, oh, like what yeah. songs what songs uh what songs are like some of your favorites? Which songs do you like? Oh, uh, they all suck. I don't like you guys at all. So. Oh, yeah, we're awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, my two favorite songs in the record are uh Warfare and Sanity Issue. Warfare has that stomping ass bass line that I really fucking dig. And Sanity Issue to me sounds like one of the best produced songs you guys have ever done that actually like show your guys' personality and your point of view and um I really... And I also sing and I also sing in sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, but not I can hear it. I know. Not a lot of people have that ability <laughs> yep. to sing in yeah. fucking straight up like I'm like I'm going to sing this super sarcastic because I can. <laughs> yeah. I just that like is... the vocal mix on that one too because like it's just real clear I can fucking really make out your guys' personality and what you're trying to do and I really like that song but the fucking bass line of Warfare is really dope I gotta give you props Trisha it's pretty fucking oh, sweet oh thank you so thank you. it's definitely like a stomper it's very it's very uh, there's a lot of um, it's very like swing like and some slides and it's just it's yeah. just it's actually a really fun bass line yeah. um, to play uh, hmm. and we that was actually one of the songs that we wrote prior to this album it was actually yeah gonna be on the other record but for some reason we couldn't make it work out um because we used to do from our first record we used to do being human is a crime yeah um and then and that goes right into warfare of which i think we did uh we just did a, a show thing and uh we did that um mm -hmm. but the way we had to figure out how to make it work on this record and wait what's the the, the tag song for this one what song goes into this song i forget rich oh shit what the hell was it now i have to take a look yeah, we don't even know our own stuff. Uh, I think it was Treason, wasn't Tre it? Treason oh, yeah. is track so three, treason. yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense that Treason goes into Warfare. There's kind of a theme. Like, yeah. you right. know, you commit Treason and you create fucking war, <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a sanity issue, man. I, I, I really dig that song a lot. What was your uh, inspiration behind that? See, Rich? that one we've gotten a lot of... A lot, of a lot of comments on, which is pretty amazing to me. Yeah, and I told um, Rich, I was, like, sending it out to people before we released the record. I sent, like, three songs, and everybody's like, dude, Sanity Issue bangs, dude, yeah, Sanity Issue bangs. And I was like, dude, does. Sanity <laughs> Issue is the fucking, the, the single. And we didn't, we didn't perceive it that way initially, um, but Tom did. Tom yeah. was the one who was like, that song's so good. Tom right. kept saying that song is so good. It and really I, is. <laughs> and I'm, it's kind of amusing because it's one that uh, musically I completely rewrote because what I had initially yeah. was, was shit and I knew it. And I'm like, well, it's a fucking placeholder. I just want to get these words down. And then, yeah, just totally rewrote it and now it seems to be the one that's getting the most attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that one, that one really sums up what I was saying before about the whole alternative facts thing. Yeah. I mean, 
It was uh, from a comment I made. Somebody at work. We were talking about politics like you do, I guess. At work. Like I, <laughs> like I, like I don't want to, but sometimes I have to fucking interject with the people I work with. Right. Um, but they're like, you know, we're just trying to like, we're just sick of the status quo. We just want to just, you know, fuck things up. I'm like, yeah, well, you fucking broke everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, there's one thing to be a destructive force. And there's another one, like, to replace it with something creative that's functional. Right. Like, maybe try doing that for a change. But, like, the whole thing is about how we're trying to, like, you know, upset the system and, like, Mm -hmm. get things all, you know, fuck up, fuck everything up, turn the tables. And instead, it's just like, well, we just totally broke everything and now nobody knows what to fucking believe. And, like, it's one of those things where not a lot of people aren't really smart enough to live in a world where you can question everything. Right. Because then you end up with, like, flat earthers and shit. Right. Yeah. Like, people... <laughs> Some people have to just believe, you know, in the story. They, they have to believe the story because we need people to... I'm not disparaging anybody, but we need people to work at the grocery store and the gas station, and, like, we need people that are happy doing that. So, right. like, everybody can't go around questioning fucking reality. You yep. know, like, <laughs> yep, not not people. Some people just don't have the capacity to handle that, right? Because it's and uh, they don't it takes, want it, takes a and lot. they don't want it. You know, right, right. You know, and I, I think too that um, uh, like you know, like like that's the song that I sing in sarcasm, and it's like, I mean, it, like the chorus is like very cliche terms, which is why it's sang in sarcasm because it's like. You know, as soon as, like, you know, somebody gets uncomfortable or whatever, they're like, well, at least we tried. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, or, like, uh, when a door closes, like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> How about that? Like, I mean, we could have made that the next line, but we didn't. But it you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a little when a door closes, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's kind of it's kind of what we're going through like right now too. At like the end of this pan, I I say end in quotation marks because I mean I guess you know America's done with it, you know. But um, I I hear it is still going on in the rest of the world in some places. So whatever. But I I guess we're done with it. So at the end of this pandemic and like I I guess the social unrest movement is is you know done. I guess everybody no. learned their lesson and moved on. That's not done. Yeah, we, we beat we beat all the world's problems in yeah, like one year. We I don't beat know how all we the it. world's problems, and now we're ready for barbecues and football and basketball again, mm. and you know everything's <laughs> fine again, right? Right. Yes. You, I mean, I guess you know this thing about me. the pandemic is like people had a lot a lot of time on their hands to think about stuff. Yeah. And, right. Uh, and also, there was a lot of times that like people could be easily corrupted. Actually, a lot of this album though was, I mean. The majority of this album is spawned by Rick because um, during the pandemic, you know, like he had a, a lapse in time where he wasn't working yeah. and, um, you know, all this shit. Like, dude, seriously, it started. So we did the new plague thing and there was before the plague and then all of a sudden plague happened. We're like, whoops. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, and then, um, you know, like the George Floyd thing happened. So that was like obviously the inspiration behind like uh, the one, three, one, two song. Mm-hmm. And then uh um, you know, it just, just a lot of it is just like, I mean, you know, I think it was more of a collaborative effort on the first record because everything was so new and we were trying to figure out what her style was and like, whatever. Um, I think flat out though, like I was still going to work every day, like, and I, you know, but there was just like, 
like rich can throw down in a short period of time mm-hmm. in writing you yeah. know and it's like i mean i i i always want to be there and i want to participate and all that kind of stuff but yeah. um he he writes like man it's just it's just fucking solid. He comes to practice and he's like, got this shit. And you're like, he's like, I got four songs. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and like this whole, this whole period of time though, it's like, you know, he was, you know, Rich is like, Rich is super smart and, you know, he's high functioning and like all this kind of stuff. And just like, he puts his mind to something and he's doing stuff and he gets inspired and a bunch of fucking magic happens. And, and like, I just get bombarded with like, I wrote this thing. I wrote this thing. Right. I wrote this thing. And yeah, was, you know, it was kinda, you know <laughs> like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that all the time, nope. but um, it did actually, it, everything about it, like, really worked for this album, yeah. and, um, I think he is a much better voice than myself, um, also, in, in, also, during when this was happening. if you guys haven't seen Rich in person lately, and I highly recommend you do go see them, uh, when they're live next, and yeah, we'll talk about us. that, but, uh, Rich is looking a little bit like Riddick, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. Fucking Rich is oh, is uh, looking swell as hell, looking good. Fucking yeah, thank you. Yeah, just got to come around that, that man. Too. Like when you're not, yeah, pandemic you're not time. Fi- when you're not working fifty to sixty hours a week as well, though. I mean, obviously you had like a good base, but yeah. like to you know, but um, yeah. I mean, like you got that self motivation oh, man year. yeah no, for the real year, though he bought like this this gym thing from state fair yeah right? yeah it was like yeah two years ago i got a new uh cable stack yeah yep got a new cable stack down they have a full gym in my basement that i've been nice. fucking with for years and then the last mm, year and a half almost well right around when uh like at yeah, march of last year then it was just like all right i got to deal with everything and start getting back Dude, so I've been down I've been, there every day. I've I've never worked out with you, but fucking, I can tell from the kind of self motivated motherfucker you are that you've been getting some money, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at those arms and shoulders like, damn, Rich has been getting some motherfucking money, dude. <laughs> I'm jealous, yeah. man. I want some of yeah, that maybe, fucking cash. Yeah, maybe you know what? You know, I I actually worked out with Travis a uh, a couple years ago, um, because I like you know, but and he damn near tried to kill me because when he was in tip top like you know and i always i never wanted to to be a quitter to the point where i would fucking hurt, i would fucking hurt myself you were trying so hard and i thought i was being easy i, I thought i was being like real low impact i'm like dude this is easy man you got this yeah but and, apparently and I, I broke I would, you i would and i would <laughs> never give up i actually pulled like an ab muscle in every yeah. exercise that like travis required <laughs> is it is core related so like no matter what he would try to get me to do after the fact i'm like oh my god dude i can't i cannot i'm like can we just like walk around the fucking at that point but i was like dude i was like i don't jump i don't don't leave the ground okay i got bad knees and a bad back but i was doing it i I also didn't understand that my back was actually 
uh, as damaged and my knees are really damaged and my hips are damaged, I didn't actually, you know, consult your doctor before you <laughs> 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 And I probably should have because uh, things were really yeah. fucked up. And in hindsight, I shouldn't have been doing the things that Travis was ask- asking me to do. But yeah. I still, I still, like, I was like, I was very I saw the determination in your eyes, so Trisha. <laughs> yes, and I really wanted to do all of it, but uh, but I would like I to see Rich put you. I would like to see you guys work out together. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. fun time. Oh shit, I'll lead Rich through a cardio routine, and he can show me some of that fucking weightlifting money he's been getting, man. Oh, um, <laughs> right right. On. Anyway, the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast with Rich and Trav. Like What's happening, bro? <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of bros. Dude, right. after this bro, fucking podcast, you want to go do some legs, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to do legs or what? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, so, I mean, regardless of anything, I'm going to switch the subject here. We're really yeah. happy with this album. Yeah. Um, you should be. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. I'm not uh, saying that yeah, just because I'm your friend. It's fucking awesome. It fucking rips. I really like it a lot. We've I can't wait to. Of, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on yeah. it, and we just want that to continue, and now we can play shows, and we want to play shows, and we want people, like, to hit us up. Yes. Locally or otherwise, to fucking play shows. Um, so yeah, yep. hit us up. You know, myself, Trisha Peterson, or Rich Altenbach. Um, yep. You can find us on Facebook and message us. Or if you know us in real life, you know how to find us. Okay. Um, and so. also, you know, you can find the album on Bandcamp and on Spotify and pretty much everywhere else that you can listen to streaming music. Anywhere else you want to mention, though. Oh, we, we, I actually want to, well, yeah, you got like, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, um, you got Amazon, you know, every kind of streaming service you can pretty much find it on. We also have, um, vinyls in process. The, uh, the, the arrival date is to be determined and Rich, as always, uh, Rich knows more about that than I do. I don't know. I know they're in process. They mm-hmm. they got the things like, I'm just more things. certain that we, I'm just a little bit more certain that we don't know. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, like see, I've gotten I, verification that they have no idea. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, so last that's good. time, last time it took forever because yeah. uh, there was a pandemic happening, and everything shut down. So like it took right. like eight months to get our vinyls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't take that long because I really oh. fucking want one. And uh, I've been. Announcement. I've been begging you guys to do a cassette, so let's see if maybe we can make that happen at some point. But if anybody uh, wants to fund a cassette, they're more than welcome to. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. I know you actually were talking. I already about offered, that. motherfucker. I offered. Right, do we'll you do even that. know that, Rich? I offered. To I did not know this. Yeah, oh, I said if you guys were willing to do it, I would pay for it. Well, why have we not done this? <laughs> I don't know I who I dropped the ball. Trisha, clearly for, I Trisha. Was wait, I was waiting for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it then. Let's do like a hundred, uh, a limited release, hundred cassettes. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to do three eight tracks, but people looked at me weird when I said that. <laughs> we only come on, we only come on a wax cylinder now. It's pretty good. <laughs> We're doing some hot piano rolls. <laughs> We're doing piano rolls. <laughs> 
just going to go record live in those airport booths that Paul <laughs> Kneer has told us about where you could record an album at the airport. At the oh, airport. Those wax cylinders, like where you could just go record a record in the airport where you bring all their shit. There's what country is this in? It used to be in the U.S., like back in the day. What? He said it on the fucking... He talked about it. Didn't he talk about it on the podcast? Or... I don't think so. No, or no, he talked about it when we were recording in the studio. I mean, that dude, like, has seen some shit, so. <laughs> but you used to be able to, like, go, like, How record old is a record. This guy? <laughs> used to be able to go record a record at the fucking airport, like, while you're waiting for your fucking plane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or a okay. Or some shit, yeah. Oh, do they yeah. provide instruments or like do you have to unpack your gear before yeah, you get I, mean, the I don't you know I don't I didn't get details I don't know maybe we'll all right just, like, well sing a song we all gotta find out about that after the podcast or whatever I right. do some research into airport recording um, but yeah any other stuff on the record you guys want to mention at all uh, well the only one that had uh, anything directly to do with uh, the whole last year of shutdowns and insanity yeah. um, was expendable. Yeah, uh, yeah that all that all just came down to uh, was, what word did they what word did they use as a euphemism for expendable? I'm trying to remember. Essential, essential. Thank you. Yeah, essential. essential. Yeah. As in, we don't really care yeah. if you are alive like, or you not. No, you're only essential when we don't think you're expendable. Kind of, you know. It's like you know. It's, and that's it is it actually, is something that means those, it's opposite. It's yeah. kind of a there's, weird situation. There's the, yeah. yeah, there's great lines in that too. Like the way the song starts is like, "Pull yourself by up, pull yourself <laughs> up by the straps." You know, yeah. like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and like, yep. You know, it's kind of like. I it, I totally feel that because I went through exactly that thing where at the beginning of the pandemic I was working in a job and they called me essential. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that I was essential at all, or what I did was essential. So I was being forced to do one thing, you know, and yep. like. It was, it, it totally fucking freaked the shit out of me. And then all of a sudden I'm laid off and all of a sudden I'm not essential. I'm not essential. Yeah, right. And then, I, and then they send you a letter after eight years saying you're terminated. Yeah. And that's like, dude, yeah. the whole thing. After six like, months. After yeah. six months. You're full yeah. of shit. All of you. Yeah. All of you are full of shit. Like, we're all yeah. just slaves to a fucking system like the exploited said. Not even a fucking phone call. Nothing. You have, that is, I mean, to not even respect somebody that much, that is the definition of expendable. Right. That's exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So within six months, I went from essential to expendable because somebody decided it was so. so. And that should be your favorite mm-hmm. song, actually. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe a, it will we be. We wrote that song about you. No, we wrote maybe, it about you. Maybe, yeah, no, no, no. Gee, thanks. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, expendable. We're gonna dedi- every anytime you're at a show, though, we're gonna dedicate it to you. How about that? Well, I dare you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to promote me, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll keep promoting you guys because I fucking love both you guys as people, and I actually do love your fucking music as well. So, anytime you guys, of course, want to talk about fucking what you do, I'm down to talk about it because, like I said, I think that punk rock is the fucking music of opposition and you guys do exactly that and uh i want more i want more three minute songs man give me more that's that's a tall order but you know for you i think we can handle it maybe i want i want a hot guitar solo in the fucking middle I'll just remind everybody when we first start we're doing this for travis okay come on (laughs) pull it together 
Yeah, this is the cover of fucking White Snake that he asked us to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, thanks, guys. So fucking check out Murder Generation fucking on Bandcamp, uh, murdergeneration.com, right? Yep. And yep. fucking Spotify and on Facebook. You guys got an Instagram? Yes, yes we do. Damn, yes, on the gram. Nice. So check out them and you'll find out when the album, the digital album is, you can buy it on Bandcamp or just listen to it. And those vinyls. Yeah, you, can stream, you can stream it anywhere. Yeah. And the vinyl will be coming soon, hopefully. And as soon as it's released, I will definitely mention it on the Thank podcast. You. So love you guys. Thank you. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst are the only brand of cheese-filled sausage that will keep you even flowing all day long. Find them in your local supermarket today. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Mmm. Mmm. We're back on Radio Free Galaxy. Again, I have traded <laughs> I have traded co-hosts and uh, I'm back to Christine and Adam and we got rid of uh, Trisha and Rich. They had better things to do than talk about Star Wars, mm-hmm. but I certainly do not. So we are going to talk about Bad Batch, Episode 6, Decommissioned. And you guys, like... um. The more I watch the show, like, so, like, the from the first, like, I'd say three episodes, I really got the impression that this was going to be more of a storyline that was centered around uh, the, the dawning empire. You know what I mean? The empire and, and how we were going to see them, you know, chasing after the Bad Batch and possibly crosshair, you know, and them just going back and forth. And maybe we would get a few bottle episodes here and there, you know, but it was going to be mainly focused on that storyline. So, but it, it really hasn't. The last few episodes has been more and more like The Mandalorian. And this episode especially, again, is feeling more and more like The Mandalorian because now they're working for Sid. So now you have that contact just like you know the mandalorian does mm-hmm. and it's like it looks like they're yeah we're probably going to keep up that other storyline like you know with the things that we see happening to wrecker in this episode with his head and stuff and we've like i, I don't think we've actually mentioned that in the last few episodes that we've talked about like wrecker's like, definitely got some stuff going on in his head. yeah yeah like i kind of mentioned it but it was like yeah I, like it was more like a prediction yeah so i mean I'm sure we all kind of figured it was something with the chip in his head, you know, like he was fighting it. There it, it wasn't a clean break for everybody, you know, except for Crosshair. I, I, I think it's it's been his, uh, his, it's his head injuries that's been doing it. Yeah. You know, because he keeps clocking his head on shit, because what does he care? Yeah. He's... He's a tank, man. He just busts through stuff. I mean, the way that he was fighting that Rancor in the last episode, you know what I mean? They were pounding each other's skulls into (laughs) Look what he does to Gonky. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. He's a headbutt Gonky, though. You never know. Yeah, he he might. I doubt it. Just might for funsies. Get and just start headbutting yeah, each other. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, ramming each other. When he, when he doesn't have a Rancor, you know, wrestle with, you know, he's got to come up with Gonky. 
That poor robot. I'm so I'm sorry, surprised Dora. that fucking Wrecker didn't keep fucking the Rancor for a pet and say, like, fuck Bib Fortuna. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. They were good wrestle buddies. They would have made good buddies. I mean, he already established his dominance. Or so. What was it? Mushi, right? Mochi. 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 Yeah, Mochi. She's the best. Yeah. I'll never be able to watch fucking Jabba's Palace scene again and not think Mochi. Are you going to shed a tear? I might. I'm, I, I might shed a do. tear. It's a pretty sad scene, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. Fuck those Jedi fucks, man. Rancor didn't want to be in that cave. Anyway. Decommissioned. So the story of this episode, Adam, is that Sid is basically kind of coaxing them into being, I mean, are they bounty hunters or more mercs, right? They're More, more mercs. mercs. Yeah. They're not really killing anybody yet. Right. They're pulling jobs. Yeah. They're not really, they're not really assassins. They're not Mm-mm. out to kill, but they're just pulling jobs. So they're mercs, right? And she's yeah. kind of forcing them into doing it. And, uh, you know, they make a good crew. Why the fuck wouldn't you? You know? Yeah, and they get the job done. And I'm loving Sid, dude. Rhea Perlman is like... Dude, yeah. She's voice acting her ass off. Well, I mean, it feels very natural for her when she's talking. It doesn't feel forced or very, like, you know, obvious where you're just kind of rolling your eyes because, you know, George Lucas likes to do that with some characters where I'm like, oh, wow, that's another Jar Jar. No, Sid is a fantastic character. Yeah, and putting, like, a easily recognizable... Like celebrity voice, like Rio Perlman, who I we we almost knew instantly when we heard her voice. Yeah. it was her. You know, putting that into Star Wars can really very easily take you right out of the show and right out of the story. Oh right, I mean it's definitely like you know throwing Owen Wilson into everything. Like you can, it's like oh great, they're doing this again. No, this actually felt like it could be in the Star Wars universe without it being too distracting. Oh wow, a Jedi. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh wow, would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson in Star Wars? Oh, oh boy. No, 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 no. Do no. not give them any ideas. No, no. no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Wes Anderson directs Star Wars. Zoolander in Star Wars. Hansel is so hot in Star Wars. Team no. Zissou in space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I, I like her. I, I, I like her as like this contact person, you know, like she's riding you know all sides and just trying to get jobs done and the the beginning scene in this episode with them like sitting in her bar and like you've got omega doing some target practice right in the middle of the bar and there's people that are fucking taking bets on it and, and shit. heckling her and stuff i'm just, <laughs> yeah it's pretty fun heckling the little girl <laughs> See, got noodle arms kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like sit a lot man I could see, like, uh, Tales from, like, Sid's Cantina kind of fucking show. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Where all bounty hunters, like, come in and out of there, you know. I wonder what the version of uh, Taco Tuesday would be in Star Wars. Like, Mm. I mean, she's got to have some crazy Tuesday event or whatever days of the week they have there. I don't know. Uh, The Star Wars. It could be, like, instead of tacos, it'll be that uh, clam chowder that they were serving in fucking The Mandalorian. Mm, (laughs) Mmm. What was it, those soup hoses? <laughs> oh, yeah, and that sounds so attractive, a soup hose. Can you give me one good soup hose, please? I have one squirt of soup hose. <laughs> I'll have some of the white stuff from the soup hose and a little bit of that pink stuff from the other one. And a tall glass of blue milk. Mm. <laughs> Warm blue milk, fresh. It's so hot in this desert. Can I have some warm blue milk, please? Oh, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Ugh. 
<laughs> I'm parched. Blue milk like, always just... looks so thick, too. Yeah, and the, did they really just need to show me where it comes from? I, I was okay with never knowing that mystery. There's no wink and a nod that, to me on that. that. That's just wrong. That, that isn't where it comes from, though. That's an entirely different type of milk. Yeah, that's and green it wasn't milk. Blue. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't care what color it is. I don't want to see it. it. You loved it. You're, You're just like, ooh, I got to get me some ah. Then the hot 90 to 105 degree desert, a nice, fresh, recooling blue milk is going to do it for me. Yeah. So the plot of this episode, Adam, is that they have to go retrieve a tactical droid that is going to be decommissioned, right? Yep. Yeah, because they need its database or whatever. Its database is valuable, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, a tactical droid, you know, has... I mean, all information is valuable. I don't know exactly what... It just depends on who you're going to sell it to. Right. Right. I mean, plus, like, there's so little of them left, you know, like, it makes it kind of a hot commodity just because it's not around anymore. You would think, why is, like, separatist, like, information valuable while the Empire's still putting the Empire together? You know what I mean? Just because they fucking declared the Empire doesn't mean it's exactly solid yet. And there's probably still a lot of legitimate fucking separatist planet you know, planets out there and fucking systems that are just like, fuck you. Yeah, people didn't get the memo yet. And it's time for the Empire to fucking crack down, who's probably, and I'm saying the Empire is probably them that's commissioning the fucking, they want that fucking droid, so I don't know. Who knows who's behind anything, who really cares. But their mission is they've got to go get this tactical droid, and so they take fucking sit up on her offer because they really don't have a choice because they need money. Yeah, she kind of said, you're just going to do it. I already told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just said that matter of fact. Like, no, you already took it. I told you we are. So yeah. now you're taking it. Her Going. And Carl Weathers probably know each other from The Mandalorian. Right? Oh, that that would be a fantastic grouping of voice actors together. Yeah, that would be, be enjoyable. I'm sure we're get it oh, that'd be fun. Yes. I mean, I know we're dealing with two different, very different time periods, but definitely what's his character's name i totally can't remember right now i'm so far out of like mandalorian headspace oh good lord i actually don't remember yeah no Uh, carl weathers uh name of mandalorian (laughs) it's totally uh karga uh you're looking at me like I have some Karga. psychic powers oh. to help <laughs> yeah, you out with sorry. this. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind has... Grief Karga, right? Huh? Something like that. If you got it right, ding, 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 that'd be fantastic, but I cannot. Oh, whatever, you guys. Yeah. Whatever. So, anyway. All right, so we got to go to Corellia to go find this uh, decommissioned... Well, is it drug. Yeah, it's Corellia. I totally must have missed that. Yeah, really? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like... Adam would know more about... The, dude, I'm not the biggest I was assuming fucking, you'd roll your eyes as soon as you heard it. I'm not the biggest what? fucking Han Solo Corellia. fan in the world, so yeah. I don't know. It's Han Solo world. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, fine. They got to go to Corellia to fucking get this decommissioned droid. And they go into a droid factory that looks very reminiscent of the factory from episode two of... Wasn't that on Mustafar? No. No, that was no. not Mustafar. No, it's no, the uh, um, the bug guy planet. <laughs> <laughs> the I oh lord, wow, we are failing <laughs> so, as Star Wars nerds right now. Hey, you know I'm all this stuff about Star think. Wars? We're just like <laughs> it's really hot in here in Milwaukee, you guys. It's like fucking. Uh, it's Genosa. 
Oh yeah. my gosh! Why couldn't I think? I, I'm Genosis. A, I'm gonna go in the, the corner and think about my life Genosis. now because I should have known yes. that. Yes. And yeah. yeah, so yeah, that fucking planet uh, where they ran through that fucking droid factory. Anyway, it gave me feels of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the so. feeling you have. Is a uh, episode two. The other droids help us. And so we spot our objective, you know, on a conveyor belt. And then who do we meet? Another crew that's also trying to pull the same heist, basically. And so you've got a heist on top of a heist. (sighs) Wrecker, you son of a bitch. I'm I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So you you get another heist on top of a heist. And it turns out to be who, Christine? Uh, Rafa and her sister who were seen with us. Yes, yeah. Trays, uh, who were uh, having hijinks with Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, and in, in season... Hey, it was in Rebels. The, yeah. No, was it? No, the last season of Clone Wars. Last season of Clone Wars. Yeah. And I wasn't particularly fond of these two characters uh, in uh, the Clone Wars, but in this episode, I actually kind of liked them because they felt a little more natural to this type of scene. Well, eh. You didn't care eh. for it, Adam? I... Didn't care for that story arc in the Clone Wars. I yeah. didn't care to see them pop up again. Could they could have just put some throwaway characters in for all I care. And I oh. think I I really think that's all these are. I think some. Uh, could have been anybody. Really. I th- I think this is going to be the Bad Batch's gateway into becoming rebels, actual rebels. Yeah. I don't know. I really honestly, I I just didn't really think much of this episode to be honest. Like it just seemed like kind of a throwaway episode. Like it just because in the end, like the ending of this episode, it just doesn't really go anywhere except for like kind of a well, mild mystery. I, I think it was cool and fun, and I really didn't. My problem with these two, with Trace and Rafa, and I I didn't necessarily hate the characters. They were fine, but they spent like what four episodes with them in in the last season yes. of Clone Wars, which just made no fucking sense. You had the four episodes with um the three, what, however long it was, I can't remember. Was it, it eight it or nine? It felt episodes? like what, a lot of episodes. Whatever, but you had the section with the Bad Batch, and then you had the section with these two, and it was like, when are we getting to the end of the fucking Clone Wars? You know, and then they blew us away with the end of it. You know. Yeah. But still, it was just like it was very tedious, you know. Like watching it, like what? It, why? Why are we focused on these two so much? I know. Like I just, I don't like. I said I don't really mind them in this episode, but I don't care for them, and it just kind of felt like a dumpy, like clumpy episode. I don't know. They're a reused plot tool, as far as I'm concerned, and yeah. Yeah, it, it, it they really were a plot tool, like you said, Adam. They probably are using this as a jumping point to get yeah. the bad badge into the rebellion because right now they're like teetering on just being mercs, right? And it's just like, but you know, are they gonna make the jump to fighting the empire instead of just running from them? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I but, don't really care that much though about those characters. So, I, <laughs> whatever. I you know. They're, they're, they're trying to push them. I don't see a future with with these characters in terms of, like, their own show or whatever. They're clearly trying to test the waters with it. Yeah. But I don't think that... I could be wrong, but I don't think that it'll go anywhere. What I could have seen more was, you know, seeing her play with her bow. Yeah. Like, I could have totally seen more of that type of practice for Omega. Like, she, like, I love that weapon. I don't know what it's called. I think I tried to look it up when um, it showed up in the last episode for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that is a really killer 
you know, bow. And I, I really want to know the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super, super neat. So we, we get more with, uh, Omega in this episode. She's really becoming more of the team, you know, Mm -hmm. she's like taking initiative and like getting into trouble, but then like also like being a resource as well. The show are actually being a resource. And, like, able to do things that some of the other guys aren't. They, they made an effort to show that in the last episode, and they're doing it again. And it really does feel organic. It doesn't feel Yeah, forced. it feels very organic. So, I, I just love that character. The more I see her, I, I really do like Omega a mm-hmm. lot. And I thought I would absolutely hate her when I first saw her. I was like, this voice is going to get on my nerves. Fucking, this forced character is going to get on my nerves. But she really absolutely hasn't. So, love it. Yeah. Okay. Adam, anything else in this episode that was sweet? Um, I like that Omega stopped trying to basically emulate Hunter as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was kind of that was definitely going to be something that was going to annoy the shit out of me because she does need to find her whole her own identity. Right. And you know, in the first few episodes, yeah, you know, you got to kind of see that she's sort feeling that out, but mm-hmm. I think they spent a little bit too long on it. She's probably going to be the driving force behind them, like, starting to, like, do good and, like, try to, like, get with the rebellion. Yeah. Uh, Possibly. I I, I can see it go either way. Christine, anything else in this episode? Um, no, not really. Besides, I'm hoping to see more of Omega and her sweet, sweet bow for the next episode. But, no, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what's coming next, and we'll be on episode 7 next week. So uh, let's get to some Supernatural talk. Let's take a break, and we'll be talking about season 8 of Supernatural with Dean and Sam trying to close the gates of hell. We'll be back right after this. Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Granny Fanny Shart Stoppers. Because when you're rounding third, you don't need a squishy turd. We're back on Radio Free Galaxy, and we're bringing you the latest and hottest in television entertainment, talking about a show that ended two years ago. Woo! Or a year ago, whenever it ended. About don't a year matter. ago, right? I love that. It was last year that it ended? I don't know. Eh, I don't know. But Supernatural, we're talking about Supernatural. We're we're on our eighth episode talking about it, so this must be season eight of Supernatural. Sure is. Out of 54 episodes, we have eight episodes that contain content with Supernatural. You're welcome. You're welcome. Shit, I will be done watching this in, like, the next, like, ten days, and I'll still be talking about it for the next, like, fucking seven weeks. Yeah, well, Trish has already watched through it several times. Yes, I I am being shamed. I need to pick up my uh, Supernatural game really You know bad. what? If it was still on, I would make you assholes watch My Name is Earl. But okay. it's not. So. <laughs> okay. I, I like that show when it was on, but I, dude, like, like uh, episodic sitcoms... I'm never been. No, nope. I'm, I'm not been. Yeah. Well, and you, you really and, and you really can't talk about them. It's like yeah. you can't give like the I mean, right. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, dude, if you have never seen My Name Is Earl, go check it out. Funny show, absolutely. Yeah, it has some hot. Supplies in, in it. Fucking yep. what's his fuck? Played Loki in uh, that one Kevin Smith movie. 
<laughs> that I'll, one I'll, guy. I'll let, you, I'll let you hang there. Who was that? Yeah, I don't know. He actually didn't even play Loki because Loki was played by either Affleck or fucking yeah, I, one of those yeah, guys. I believe that was Affleck. Uh, no, you're, yeah. talking, you're referring to Jason Lee. Yeah. Uh, Former pro skateboarder. Remember that about him? Absolutely. Cool dude. I like that guy. Yeah, he's cool. Oh, my brain's fucking melting, so I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's melting. Not even, it's not even it's not even mid mid to late July, early August yet in, in Wisconsin and my brain's already melting. It's melting it's like you were in the fires of hell. So we need to shut the gates of hell. Again. And again. I don't know, it feels like an again situation. And that's the big plot line of season eight, right? Am I am I wrong on that? Um, also, there's a lot of talk about angel tablets in... Oh, like, yes, angel yes, tablets. Yes, there's a lot of yeah. angel tablets in this uh, this season. Adam, can you explain to me what the angel tablet is? It's kind of like the demon tablet. It's like the... It's Adam, like can you explain the, the to me what the demon tablet is? <laughs> I'm fucking getting there, you motherfucker! Um, so... So like the like how we have like the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, the the demon and angel tablets are the word of God on like all things angels and all things demons, including how to fucking deal with their asses on the permanent. So like the demon tablet has instructions how to permanently close the gates of hell. Well, we and we already out, knew about that tablet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But then they find the angel tablet, and they like, find out that an angel tablet even exists because they didn't even yeah, know that one existed. Yeah, they, they found it and. You know, obviously Kevin is a hot co- commodity because he can translate this shit, give yep. it time. Yeah. But, like, the angel tablet, however, is like, yes, this is how you mark an angel. These are the different types of angels. Like, and a key, very key thing, this is how we slam shut the doors to fucking heaven. Yep. To heaven or hell? Oh, heaven. Both. Okay. Yeah, Both. so, okay. yeah. Okay, because the demon tablet stuff, would, would say how to shut hell, and the angel yep. tablet would be like, yeah. Oh, Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so that's very valuable information. Clearly, Crowley is going to want that shit. Everybody wants all this shit. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So some of the big players in this season, um, definitely Crowley is in here a lot. Uh, yeah. We don't get a lot of Bobby because he's still dead, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Garth kind of takes over if we see Garth yes, like in the Bobby Garth. role this season. Um, That's the guy played by uh, DJ Qualls, right? Yipper. Um, there's I some, like this guy. There's some cool shit with the vampire that uh, Dean smuggled out of uh, Purgatory. Mm-hmm. He's cool which too. Is pretty cool. Yeah. What's yeah. that dude's name? Oh shoot! I don't uh, have it in front of me. Uh, that would oh. be. I got the IMDb. He'll be one second. Save here. us, Adam. Save us. Yeah, it's like it's like Bobby or Robbie or uh, Donnie. Donnie. Benny. 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 There it is. Benny. Benny. Yeah, he reminds me. That character reminds me. Um, uh, I want. I want to say a little bit like. Um, oh, geez, I'm having a brain fart on uh, actors' names again. Um, Oh, you mean like uh, Tom Hardy's character? Are you thinking something from one of his? No, uh... no, no, no. At least he's a little Tom Hardy-ish. Yeah, but, just um, got a little Tom Hardy. I'm going thinking on. of uh, Sabretooth in the Hugh Jackman. Uh, oh shoot! The, the second Sabretooth. Uh, yes. What's his uh, name, Adam? You know. Uh... I fuck if I know. <laughs> oh God! All right, guys. Go oh, ahead. Oh, shy. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh shit. Right. <laughs> what? 
We were doing this during Star Wars. Wow, we... Fuck, yeah, hold on. Man, my hold movie on. trivia knowledge right wow, now... Wow, we are my pooping the bed like, so I'm not good. I'm not... I'm, wow. I'm naturally not really that good with names, so... Yeah. Oh, jeez. But uh, he reminds me of his version of Sabretooth. I don't know. There just is something about him. He's uh, also... Leave Schreiber. Yes. Leave Schreiber, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Leave Schreiber. Would, yeah. He's a little Leave Which... Schreiber-ish, right? Yes. A little bit. You know, a little yeah, Tom he's, Hardy-ish Yeah, he's kinda. got that combination he, going on. You know what? Uh, just just a segue real quick about Leave Schreiber. The, the fucking Jack Ryan movie he was in with uh, Affleck. Mm-hmm. That is probably my favorite performance of him. It really is. Okay. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he's pretty He's pretty good in that. I, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near my favorite of his. He's done some pretty cool shit. But... I mean, he has, but, like, it's... For not having, a, like, a leading role, like, just being a supporting actor, like, the scenes that he was in, he was just, like... Yeah. Man, why didn't they have him be Jack Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. So Benny is, he's a vampire that was in purgatory with um, Dean, right? Dean, yeah. yeah. And he's the one be, who helped Dean get out. They, yeah, they helped each other bust out of purgatory. So they're kind of like, they're kind of like ex-prison buddies. Yeah. And that's how they're exactly treating this. So fucking, uh... How many yeah, they got... They got a really interesting connection to each other. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I take your word at like them being like you know, prison buddies and everything. But even afterwards, it's like, um, that bond didn't go away. Like they, they, Dean normally is like, I don't care. Fucking let's just kill the bloodsucker. But like he definitely has an attachment to Benny. It's 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 definitely the same kind of not just prison buddies but the same kind of buddies like that have been through some shit together like yeah, like like, tra- yeah. like trauma so you get like yeah. war buddies that are like this a lot you know they've seen some horrors together yeah and, like two and, dudes who fought in Vietnam who otherwise wouldn't have been like in their before before be serving in Nam they wouldn't have been friends at all they wouldn't have been friends at all you know like yeah. uh, a, a black guy and a white guy that like served together in the same unit you know and probably you know, came from different worlds, but, like, became brothers on the field of battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That doesn't yeah. go away. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his, what's his fucking Adam Baldwin in Full Metal Jacket? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, under fire, animal mother is one of the finest individuals alone. No, all we do is, do is keep getting people to throw hand grenades at the motherfucker. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Oh, oh, that's so a good movie. Yeah, that is... If you're one of those few people who have not seen that movie, you need to correct yourself and go see Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they're really doing. Absolutely, probably top one of my top five favorite movies of all time. I hate ranking things, but like I can't imagine that movie outside of my top five I, for any fucking reason. I, I I personally think it's essential viewing for anybody who enjoys movies and good cinematography. Great writing and phenomenal acting. But fucking, and I know fucking Adam Baldwin's kind of a crappy human being, but uh, in that movie and in you know Firefly, fucking awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to Supernatural. That is Adam Baldwin S. Does he ever show up? That you guys seen? He does um, a lot of TV not, not 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 through season thirteen. He doesn't show up. I, I got two say. more seasons. I got a two and a half seasons to go to see if Adam Baldwin does show up, and I would be tickled pink if he did. It's like finding where's Waldo. Just so you know, like where is the Baldwin? Can you find him in the episodes of Supernatural? Yeah. That would be he. That would be great. 
it'd be cool to see him as a hunter or even as like a demon. Oh, uh, Adam Baldwin? Fuck yeah. Oh, I want I want to decapitate him. I want him to be a vampire. Yeah. I, that would well, be very satisfying. Um, who, which, which one of the archangels isn't even around any, like, um, uh, is it Michael who's already gone that we never see? Or is it Gabriel? Oh, I think it's Gabriel that we don't see anymore. Like at all, like never once seen. I know, I'm pretty sure. So far, yeah, I I don't recall seeing him at all. I I think like if it was me writing the show, I'd been like, let's get Adam Baldwin as this motherfucker. Like, yeah, the Archangels. Like, oh, that would work. That would work. Yeah. Or like like, one out. I'm still not a fan of the guy that they have for Lucifer, but. You know, whatever. Well, I was going to say, I mean, or one of Naomi's henchmen, that would have worked in this season, because I don't know if she survives the seasons after this, but, like, I could see that totally working him as being a lackey. Yeah. Let's talk about Naomi, too, because she's introduced in this season, correct? Or yes. Let, yeah, she's introduced in this season, and she's another big player in in the season. Yes. You know, we already... Crowley, Benny... Um, but also, she's Naomi. a new character yeah. played in this season. So yeah, but she's one of Lucifer's knights of hell, which is like, fuck yeah, she is a knight of hell. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I was gonna say, I think they kind of reveal that at the end because, at the end like, of the um, season? well, because her and Crowley are always having this game of chess of like, you know, because right. they're both like. Now I would I don't know I consider like most like lawful on yeah. both sides are good and if, evil. If I ruin if I ruin a part of the season nine reveal for you, Christine, I apologize, but she she's a knight of hell. Well, no, that's well, totally cool because that actually makes more sense why like her and Car- like Crowley have such like you know uh you know checkmate attitude where like they just can't seem to like pass so each other without does, being dirty. And it also kind of explains her power level. Yeah, because, yeah, like, they don't, I mean, she shows up as a controlling Castiel throughout the season, kind of, like, being the whisperer in, like, oh, his ear. Oh, not to, Naomi. It's Naomi the angel chick played by Amanda Tapping. Yeah, she, she's the business oh, lady. She's the one that's mind. controlling. She's the one. No, no, you're no, you're thinking of yeah. Abaddon. No, Abaddon's a completely different character. Yeah, but she is, yeah. like, Sorry. the night. No, no. names. No, totally get it. Totally get it. Um, no, but Abaddon's also another character that we need to get to. But like right now, so we're Abaddon with is the Knight of Hell. Yes. Right. I did see that episode. You had me confused a little bit there. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. I'm terrible with names, dude. You know me. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, so no, you're totally Naomi fine. Naomi is definitely an angel, but yeah. she's just kind of one of those hard asses. Like the law is the fucking law. Yeah. We have to protect our secrets and our yeah. everything Crowley. at all costs, right? She, she's yeah. willing to do evil ass shit to accomplish those goals but she's supposedly not evil though well right? um it's crazy because crowley calls her a bureaucrat and she yeah. gets really angry like she's yeah. almost gonna lose her shit on crowley yeah. like she was gonna go across the line because it's yeah. like i'm not a bureaucrat and it's like oh he touched some nerves on that <laughs> must must be true like yeah oof. you know yeah, she busted out some well, angel power right there and, like, made him go away. Yeah, it's like some shit. <laughs> yeah, well, just and, and it's, it's funny because, like, Metatron, he, he gets, uh, I don't know if it's in this season, but they he, he gets static later on in other episodes about his position in, in the, the choir of angels because, like, he's a fucking secretary. Yeah. Like, it's literally like... Oh, what? Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to have a job, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just... It's, I it's, mean, yeah. he, he says it, like, he, he states it outright. I mean, I'm pretty sure he mentioned that, like, how how he became the scribe of God. He just said it, like, God just pointed at me and said, come, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was just... He's just taking dictation like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the other really cool things about this season that I want to talk about is this uh, new, like, base of operations that the guys Oh, got, hell right? yeah. Okay, so, like, I watched the episode where they find it, but I didn't, I never got the full story of exactly whose it was. So it's these, it's these other dudes, like these scribe dudes who are like on the parallel of hunters, but they're more into the fucking, into the, um, book learning aspect of it. What are they called? Yeah. Uh, uh, they're called legacies. No, Dean and Sam are legacies because their grandfather was a man yes. of numbers. Right. Yeah. So they're the men of numbers. Um, I would think of it kind of like military intelligence right. versus like the boots on the ground right. runs. Right. Um, but they're fighting they, the same fight. They just have a different approach to it. And uh, yeah, their grandfather different. was one of these one of these yeah. people, right? And yep. they meet him in a time traveling episode. Um, um, that's episode twelve. As time goes by, right? Yep. And that's Which the is... same episode where they find this hideout, right? Or is it the uh, next episode right after? That's the episode right after, because uh, yeah. the episode you're thinking of has Abaddon showing okay. up for the first time. The one they find the hideout is the one with the Nazis, right? That's Yeah, it's 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 the one with the Nazis, where they're, like, flashing back to the, um... It's Everybody Hates Hitler, the episode. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's probably, a great episode. Yeah, I like to do the, 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 like the golem and everything like that, the lore of it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. I like that episode a lot. And plus, we got some Hal Linden, some oh, Barney yeah. Miller in that yep. episode. I love doing Barney some Miller. Solid acting. <laughs> oh, he was great. Dude, Hal Linden is. Look, if you don't know, Hal Linden was Barney Miller on TV, one of the best cop shows ever yes. in the history of cop ever. shows. To this day, still holds up, still deals with like super relevant, like race things in a really creative, funny way. And yep. like. One of just the absolute best theme songs of all time. Oh my god! Oh my yes. god! The theme song for that is like, like normally when you watch a TV show, you only get like a, a minute, yeah, or so, and like you, you don't even get the like the full scope of just how awesome that that so, that that piece of music is. There's no lyrics. It just like starts out with this awesome fucking bass line, and then like the horns just mm-hmm. dive it like. Go go YouTube Barney Miller theme song. You should Absolutely. find a three minute long thing. It's gonna be a still screen, and all you're gonna hear is a Barney Miller theme and, song. And better yet, just go stream some Barney Miller, yes. dude. You'll thank me yeah. later, man. I do it all yeah. the time, and I can just sit back and relax. And it's, it's got, just it's so... got fish. Abe Pagoda. <laughs> Abe Pagoda, oh. man, at his best. At Old his man, Abe Pagoda. <laughs> He was like he was like forty five or like yeah he was really young. He was like forty five. Was it wasn't wasn't the doctor from fucking the Love Boat one of the fucking dudes in Barney Miller too? Uh no. I got to fucking look. He just passed away though. I think he was on some episodes, but he wasn't a regular <sighs> cast member. No. Oh man, I gotta look that up. He I'm just passed away last week. Uh, oh, that sucks. Oh, wait, you're thinking of the doctor. I was thinking of the captain of the ship. Um, no, man, not, we're talking about some old not, ass not, TV not, here. Not, not, not Captain not. Stubing. Fuck yeah, him. That's who <laughs> I was thinking of, Captain Stubing. Oh, man. And Bar- the fucking. Hal Linden's got a fucking epic, epic fucking porn stash. Dude, yes, the he best, does. one of the best mustaches oh, my... in the history of TV. Doesn't God. he? Yeah. Actually, it's Jax who plays Sar- Detective Sergeant Nick Yumena. Okay. But uh, Ron Glass was in fucking Barney Miller. Yeah, absolutely. 
lot of cool it's a good people. show high suggest from all of us to watch it you you won't regret it watch barney yeah. miller watch barney but miller. anyway hal linden was in the everybody hates hitler episode great he title played for, the yeah. old like uh jewish man of he was letters. a rabbi he was a rabbi? Yeah. He okay. was a rabbi. Yeah, he but, was a rabbi, but he was definitely one of the men of letters. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So, yeah. And um, I was thinking, so so they find this hideout in in that episode. And so it's a place just filled with all supernatural information. So, like, all kind of hunting information, right? That and artifacts yeah. and, like, everything that you could possibly need to fight the supernatural yeah. is in here. And it also looks really cool on there. Right. So it's got weapons in it. It's got fucking, yeah... It's got so much. It's got running water, and they have no idea how the water. How is any running, of that right? works, or anything, but and they power. don't care. Right? Yeah. Like, how is this power work? I w- I thought they were gonna find out, especially because it was introduced in that episode, that this was a base of operations, um, for Hell Linden's group, and possibly it was, but we never get that reveal later because I do we? I don't think so. I think they start finding bits and pieces because there's so many areas in like this bunker slash like. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it, like a library, laboratory. So there, it's not in every episode going forward, but is this like their base of operations like going forward in the show? That'd be awesome. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. So you're up to season 13. They're still using this fucking place? Yeah. Um, and that place is like super warded, fucking yeah. all types of shit. Like they can't track, they can't trace phone calls from it. Do you like guys... they can get the general area, but they can't get like pinpoint down to like the yeah. exact place. Do you guys um, think that, like, the reason for this in, like, real world, where they were just like, can we please just have one set that we go back to, like, you know, at least, like, every other episode? Because, I mean, it's the show is on the road constantly. And yes. They, and they shot in most of the locations, you know, at least in the United States, that they said they were in, right? Yeah, for um, the most part, I think. Most For the most part, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of Wisconsin. Uh, like, they actually shot Wisconsin. in Wisconsin, yes, right? Yes, I or, think and, they did. Yeah. Yeah, Most parts they like, did. I think McGee, like his wife or something, is from Wisconsin. I don't yeah, know. he does a lot of Wisconsin-related shit. Um, Which is hilarious to me. I mean, <laughs> being a Wisconsinite. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like I'm the proud home of most Supernatural episodes. It makes me very proud. But, I mean, to like make one set where they're like th- that, you know, it can reduce the cost of the show a whole lot when you don't always, when you can have that yeah. in a fucking lot on the studio and you don't always have to be going to a new location and doing location rental fees and permits and fucking shutting this whole block down. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, they, they basically... I mean, I know they have, to, they have to change it up some, but, like, I mean, with a sitcom, it's like, how many sets do they have? We'll look at, like, Three's Company. They had the main apartment, the kitchen of the apartment. They had the landlord's apartment, which did change from yeah. when it was, you know, Mr. Feely, or Mr. Furley and then uh, uh, fucking Mr. and Mrs. Roper. Yeah. I think they also had Larry's apartment, and then they had the Regal Beagle. Yeah. Yep. That was like it. <laughs> the Regal Beagle. Well, I know, right? <laughs> the Regal Beagle. Oh, that's... Man, is, is, is Three's Company the reason why Beagles are one of my favorite breeds of dogs? I don't know, I, but being called the Regal Beagle automatically makes me want to fall in love with it, so I understand that. Um, oh. But, but I mean, also, it, it makes sense because I, I like show like this having a base like that. 
Um, yeah. because, and, and it's also because their circle is opening up a little bit more. Like they have a lot of people coming in and out of their like life that are part of their crew. They, it's not just them and Bobby anymore and Castiel. Right. You know what I mean? They've got fucking Kevin and they've got uh, Felicia Day, whatever her name is. What What's her oh. name? Oh. Oh, shoot. Fuck. I don't yeah, know, but I like on. her character a Ooh, lot. Charlie? Charlie, yeah. Yeah, I did. I love Charlie. She yeah. is fantastic. She I, was in... I, I really wish that would have been played by a different person. Really? I, Why is that? Her. I like her a I lot. Love, I love Felicia. She's great. I don't. She's... So I was <laughs> going to say the... Absolutely terrible in that stupid MMO. The guild? Oh, shut up! She was the shut best! Up. Don't even. You guys are such fucking just I love the guild. sheeple fucking nerds. I Dude, was we, say were play- I... we were playing Warcraft at the time the guild was on. and So was I. I thought it was awesome. Dude, two of the episodes that I wrote down are the ones that she's in because I like her. I know, I love her. I love her. Like, right? I, I like the character. I don't like her. So the one with the LARPing is really fucking funny. Yeah, LARP and the real girl, <laughs> which uh, the she's the queen of Moondor, yeah. and there's all the, like, and to put the scene right, it's like a renaissance fair, but slash whatever character, LARPing, like, yeah, it's yeah. so all LARPing, so you got your orcs and your knights and all that, mm-hmm. but people are starting to die for real on there, and of course, you know, Sam and Dean with their beautiful faces <laughs> have to go and LARP with them to get down and find out what kind of supernatural creature is, like, taking them out. Out. and like uh, apparently um it's this fairy being controlled by one of the uh dudes that wants to become a fake king for moondor because it's moondor or die yeah, moondor or bust for this dude and like i mean charlie gets up on that action uh the fairy action which was cool yeah. i mean like i just like the fact that they're more open yeah. to like you know characters like you know being gay bisexual or you know right. whatever like that's actually pretty cool but like I just like the idea that there's this real, like, fairy coming in because some dude really wants to be king of (laughs) make-believe. Like, I thought that was pretty great. And then she starts training to become a hunter. Well, yeah, she starts... Well, she's, like, a super cool... She was already started before that, but, like, she kicks it into gear after that episode. Yeah. She she shows what she's got in, like, uh, episode 20, which is Pac-Man Fever, where she has to... um, like, fight a gin with uh, Sam and Dean. She ends up, like, you know, like, having these fever dreams where she's, like, Rambo fighting some, like, vampire Nazis. Yeah. And, like, never-ending levels, and that's, like, yeah. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah, I know. Adam doesn't, so, uh, you know, whatever. I still Jeez. love those, her. Those are called opinions. So, uh, Adam, you got any opinions on any great episodes this season? Well, everyone hates Hitler. It's awesome. It's yes, awesome, man. Yes, dude. The name alone I, is fucking I actually great. really, really like Remember the Titans because it's got one of my favorite uh, Greek mythological figures in it. Fucking uh, Prometheus. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man, Prometheus is like, according Stole to... Stole fire the, from the gods. From the gods and gave it to us so we wouldn't be afraid in the nights. And, we could cook our food yeah. and keep warm. Yeah. Um, any episode of Benny in it is usually a good time. All the episodes that have Charlie in it have been good, despite my feelings of Felicia Day and her... Eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the same infatuation with the rest of geek culture as with her. Um, I was going to say, Trav, I'm surprised that you weren't uh, laughing more often because Crowley kept on calling Sam a moose through like half the end episodes. It's funny because Crowley's uh, phone... Uh, for his caller ID, you know, for Sam, obviously it says moose, and for <laughs> Dean, it says not moose. <laughs> <laughs> what? There you go. 
seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it that. does. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So what, is it, what yeah. does he mean by moose? Wait, wait. Oh, you mean like a moose? No, he's just a moose, like the animal, yeah, like, like a, a big, big motherfucking moose, dumpy moose that clomps around. Look, they keep referring to him as the oh, big shit. one. But I do not see the difference in their size structure. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they film it, but I don't see the difference in how big they are. I don't see fucking Sam is a moose. He's at a big. All. I don't know. Dude, he's, he, he is calls fucking super fucking tall, man. Yes. I don't know, man. He's. Maybe oh, more man. of a giraffe well, to me. Maybe he's not paying attention to his sideburns. You can see how tall Dude, he was. his sideburns are so not earned. <laughs> his hair and his sideburns rocking, look earned in this now. He's some sideburns that I'm just not buying from the character. Look, I like Sam and everything. He can just be a little much sometimes. Okay? <laughs> With his big dopey eyes. And... He's, he's a little too sad sack sometimes. <laughs> I like when he's having fun. And, you know, he's more playful and he's, like, way into the hunting. I like those episodes. Oh. Not not the ones where we're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to start a family. I want to get away from all this. I'm running away mm. again. Dean, don't follow me. I'm going to do it this time. I'm really not coming back. I'm going to settle down. Uh, look, I'm I, in this hotel room by myself. Don't come after me. Uh, dude, we, I, I, I wish Trisha was here for this right now because, like, I, I have to add, like, I don't... She said there was like a couple seasons that she like really stuck out to her, and I gotta ask her if season ten was one of them because we we get some. I, I mean, every season gets new characters or different characters, or but that's like yeah. season ten we get some awesome fucking character additions, and awesome. I think Sam gets Sam and Dean. I think both of them get new nicknames, Ooh. From new characters. Oh boy! So new right. moves. Uh, Look forward yeah. in, in only <laughs> yeah. a few more seasons. Uh, look yeah. forward to new nicknames for Sam and nice. Dean, other than Moose yeah. and Not Moose. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Dude, super, Dean super strikes cool. me as more of a Moose than Sam. <laughs> Dean is a fucking Moose. <laughs> well, then what is Sam? No, but it's funny because then, uh, no, Sam, Sam's a Moose. Dean's, Dean is Squirrel. Moose and Squirrel. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, Busting out some bullwinkle on us, man. What's another episode I watched? I watched the one with, um, oh my god, what was it? Um, their old hunter buddy had started like a hunter school and like like an X Men type school for oh, like young yeah. hunters. What the fuck was that one, man? I I did not write that one down because I I wasn't that interested in that episode. Yeah, oh, freaks and geeks. Yes, yes. Where he was like this wholesome hunter where he's like, did you do your homework? Or like, oh, no, you can't stay up because you didn't clean your room. And right. like, they're all very compliant. And then killing vampires after that. Yeah. Was it vampires? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, was vampires. it was vampires. Yeah. Avenging was. vampires. Um, so, Adam, do we ever see that crew of young hunters again? I'm sure we do, right? Uh, let me see the peoples in it. I'm sure um, we'll see them again later. Almost everyone does. Yeah. They all come back. They all come back. Not that I'm aware of. Um, the one who... Uh, what's that? Cause that played the main girl? Yeah, hold on. Uh, she is in how many episodes? If it's more than one, then the answer is... Yeah, she's in two. Okay. But uh, okay so... Because you meet her before she becomes starts training to be a hunter. She's actually in a few of them. Because her dad was a hunter and died. 
Um, yeah, because he was kidnapped by some uh, what was it, like spider women or vampire. She's on, she's she's only in, yeah mad. she's on yeah she's only in two. Okay, so then no, episode. the answer is no. Yeah, they're probably not. Yeah. It's kind of funny with those episodes with like young people in it because Dean like can't turn off the older brother vibe. Yes. Um, because he runs into some more people who are, like are younger. Um, I don't know. There's Ah, there's some cool characters that you've yet to see, and I can't talk about them yet. Because I know, I'm I'm getting to it. I promise. Fucking I am get going. On that shit. I'm Put going down the VHS. To... Put your streaming back on. But it's Join Hulk the 21st. Hogan. Join the 21st century. Earthworm Jim. He's a All really that super clutter guy. that you don't have to have around in your house. Ah, you just have to have I... a little magic, little magic box that gets the magic inter- interwebs waves. I like magic boxes. So, um, no, I'm I'm on it, Adam. I am so on it, and I'm gonna find out what characters you're talking about in season ten very soon. I, I don't know, like out of out of out of the seasons that we watched, the 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 episode with Linda Blair, and it still has got to be my favorite one. With who? Linda Blair. Oh, okay. The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't oh. See that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At the end, was she look familiar to you? Yeah. Mm. We should uh, at least mention the episode where uh, Benny sacrifices himself uh, to get Dean or uh, Sam out of purgatory because he's rescuing Bobby because they find out Bobby's in hell and not in heaven. They assumed he was in heaven. Well, we should also mention that Sam is doing these, what, legacy trials, so he's becoming, like, this, like, super scribe and he has to keep going through these trials. I think this is, what, trial one? Or trial, it was a second trial. It was, Wasn't a, it was it to a second Bobby trial. Out of... Yeah, so basically, it was to free an innocent soul from hell, and Bobby just so happens to be in hell, and they need to find someone that knew their way into purgatory, and that was just so happened to be Benny. Well, no, they find another guy that gets him. Oh, into, um, that gets him yeah. Into my apologies. Purgatory. It was one of uh, Crowley's men, and I can't think of his name. Like he is just kind of like did it's this like kind of stuff Royo on the side. Or... Something like yeah, this. I didn't write his name down, but like, yeah. yeah, it was just some other demon, like a kind of a higher up that he's a coyote. yeah, doing he's yeah, he's a coyote. coyote. He gets people into hell. He sneaks people yes. up, well up into the border. <laughs> yeah, he takes him to the border and he fucking cuts out. Yeah, and then he'll come and get you. But, like, twenty-four um, hours later, Crowley found out about it. He killed that dude, and then Sam couldn't get out of purgatory, and so uh, Dean found out that he couldn't get out um, because he went to meet him. And so he, or something like that. And so he enlists fucking Benny to help him fucking get into purgatory. Yeah. And fucking, yeah. And Benny ends up saving him, uh, saving Sam. And he gets, they they get fucking uh, Bobby up into heaven. Yes. Right? He floats away. uh, And Benny sacrifices himself to get Sam out of purgatory, although he totally didn't have to. I would say that uh, gateway seemed pretty open. Like, I mean, if any dude saw that and you knew you could just leave Purgatory, I would yeah. have just totally taken it. Like, hey, dudes, we could just stop fighting each other and just kind of mosey out there. Y'all want just, to just leave? Yeah, we could just go, you know? <laughs> like, what's holding us back? I don't, I didn't quite understand that. That gateway is totally open. We don't have to fight. We could fight on the other side. Or we could just stay here in Purgatory. Or we fight. just uh, go get some cheeseburgers. Yeah, get some fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah, let's go man. get some burgers. And don't forget the pie. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget the fucking pie. Oh, that pie. was sad when Dean didn't get his pie. Yeah. It's like, you took my pie. 
Don't and Charlie remembered to get him a pie. Yes, Charlie remembered to get Dean his pie. Yeah. So, uh, where did we end the season on? What What is the What is the? Because I didn't watch the last couple episodes. What, what What's the cliffhanger that we end the season on? Well, we are torturing Crowley. Um, at this point, who's torturing Crowley? Uh, Sam is. Sam's torturing Crowley. Yeah, because himself. Uh, uh, well, no, he does have Dean okay, with him on that. Okay, both there. They, they, how did they capture him? Um, oh, this is one of those weird little tricks in the book. Somehow they get these, like, enchanted handcuffs on them with, like, all their little spells and stuff. And oh. I guess uh, earlier in the day, Dean had found, uh, like, this video or whatever inside their bunker, their new home, yeah. that... There's these like shackles that you could put on demons and they can't get out, and it's like they use those on Crowley. Okay, and they're torturing to find out what. Oh uh, no, I think they're. I think it's to close the gateway to hell. I think this is where we're at. Is where, like they're about to close it, and uh, Sam is trying to get to like the last level of whatever he's doing for his legacy, and mm-hmm. like he has to do this stuff to Crowley. Mm-hmm. So like there's like that going on, and like Abaddon shows up, and like she tries taking Crowley out too. Mm. Um, so there's like a lot of like little bits and pieces like ending right now, but we're like leaving like at that point. Yeah, that's about it. That's where we end it. Adam, you got anything to add on season eight? Um, overall, uh, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, to me it felt a little like a filler season. Like it's just setting up to, to, for more shit in season nine and season 10. Um, it's, it, it does pick up lots yeah um i also forgot to mention that like uh with the angel tablet all the angels are falling from heaven now so that's like with the cliffhanger we leave on right okay cool all right so that's season eight of supernatural that's our thoughts about it only seven more to go right Woo! (laughs) and then we can start getting into our james bonding Oh, that's going to be wonderful. It's going to happen eventually. We are going to review every single James Bond movie. And I'm going to be like you guys were with Supernatural on James Bond, except way, way worse. No, the only person that's going to hate this is Trish. I can hear her screaming from afar. I ain't fucking talking about every James Bond movie. I don't think she's going to participate in it. I don't think. Probably not. But I'm going to try really hard to get her to. Yeah. Or she could just like do like a little five minute call in snippet about what she thought of the movie. It's like, this really sucked. I hate you. Trisha, watch as much of this movie as you can before turning it off and tell us what you think. Yeah, phone it in and we'll be like, oh, You don't even have to watch the whole thing unless you're compelled to. So we'll (laughs) see if we can get her to do that. That might be kind of funny. So... Thank you for listening to the episode, episode 54 of Radio Free Galaxy. We talked about Star Wars, we talked about Supernatural, and we had an exclusive interview with two-thirds of Murder Generation talking about their brand new album, Strangerhood, that just came out last week. Check it out on Spotify, check it out at MurderGeneration.com, and you can purchase a digital copy for only five bucks. Five bucks, wow, on Bandcamp. So go check that out. That's a and whole lot of value for five bucks, man. Stay tuned for a cassette from them because it's gonna happen. Because I'm gonna make it happen. So thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.